0: If you've got a few minutes to spare, it's time to get stuck into the wrap. For the middle of April 2020, you're listening to The Rap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. And with lockdown in place for many of us, it's clear that we're online more than ever behind a computer, a tablet, a phone, or maybe even a TV. If you're inside behind a TV, you may have a few freebies to keep you company this week, depending on what you're into, of course. For instance, if you're curious about some of the programming on Apple's streaming service Apple TV+, Apple is streaming some of it free right now. Owners of an Apple iDevice or computers bought in the past year get a year free anyway, but this freebie assortment goes to everyone. If you own a PlayStation 4, Sony is also gifting a couple of games for the next month or so, offering the remastered Uncharted collection of three games, plus another title, Journey all for nothing. Freebies are clearly welcome during this time when we're all at home because saving money is always nice. Telcos have even joined in on some of that, with extensions of extra data from at least one Australian mobile provider, Telstra, though we bet more will chime in very shortly. And that's good because so many of us are on our phones these days anyway. Even though we're not going outside quite as often, mobiles still clearly matter. We use them to connect with people online and over the phone, and we can even reach out to the World Health Organization to find out what's going on, with Facebook Messenger launching that connection this week. If anything, our phones are the gadget we rely on most, between cameras and music and The internet and the day-to-day it's no wonder we want to upgrade them so regularly there are of course a lot of different phones in the market some can be cheap as chips and others can be expensive in the first category one popped up recently from realme a sister brand of oppo with the realme c3 a $269 phone offering a big 5,000 milliamp battery under a 6.5 inch screen. We're genuinely not expecting the most amazing performance from this phone as it's clearly made for budgets, but an Android phone with a big screen and a big battery without a big price is clearly compelling and should be an interesting option for people looking to save money. Of course, you can probably expect a new Google phone on the way as well, and we're a few weeks away from a new mid-range Pixel announcement, a likely one anyway. But before that happens, Apple has something of its own. Yes, it's a new iPhone, so there's that. But it's not your regular flagship iPhone. Rather, it's a return to the mid-range, as Apple releases a phone for, wait for it, under a grand, something we've not seen from Apple in quite a while. It's called the iPhone SE, and if you're thinking that, yes, you've heard that name before, well, it's true. Apple did have an iPhone SE years ago in a smaller 4-inch phone made for a budget. The new iPhone SE is a similar approach, offering what is basically the look and feel of a 4.7-inch iPhone 8, but with the guts of an iPhone 11 and a camera of the iPhone XR before it. Basically, the 2020 iPhone SE is an iPhone 8 made for today, complete with a home button and touch ID, and a much lower price tag, starting at $749 in Australia, a good $300 lower than the iPhone XR, a phone that is getting close to two years old. And really, it looks quite interesting, because the price will make it a compelling option for folks who want a new iPhone, but don't want to pay the typically high price you might see connected with an iPhone, or any phone for that matter. We've been checking out the Huawei P40 Pro this week, which carries a somewhat normal flagship price, these days anyway, $1599, even though this isn't your ordinary phone. It features 5G, a glass body, and four cameras on the back, all of which handle themselves quite well, particularly at night. We're not going to say it's a whole heap better than last year's P30 Pro, what we considered one of the best cameras of the year, but the improvements are marginal at best. The problem with Huawei's P40 Pro is just how outside of Google it is. Much like the Mate 30 Pro that Huawei launched last year, there's no access to Google's Play services, so no official Google App Store access. That means the only way to move over your apps is via phone clone on an Android phone. And if those apps aren't on Huawei Store, and let me tell you, most are not, you probably need to keep an Android phone up to date and regularly clone those apps over. It's an awkward process, and let me tell you, some apps do work, but some apps don't. After cloning, Apple Music worked, Spotify worked, Sonos worked, but many do not. Uber doesn't work, Fitbit doesn't work, Samsung's fitness gadgets don't work, Stan, pretty much anything with Google in the title, so Google Wi-Fi, Google Photos, Google Drive, Google Chrome, Google Mail. There are so many things that don't work that the P40 Pro feels like it would be great, but only if you lived outside of Google's ecosystem. And there's no tap and pay either, because there's no Google Pay. And if you want a wearable, it has to be from Huawei right now. That makes the Huawei P40 Pro just really hard to recommend and that's sadly all the time we have so you've been listening to The Wrap, Australia's fastest technology roundup. A new episode goes online every Friday at Podcast One, Spotify and Apple Podcasts but until then have a great week. We'll see you next time on The Wrap. Stay safe and take care.